What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Big Shots NFL Draft Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Hernishan, joined as always by my colleague over at Blue Chip Scout and my co-host, the best in the biz, Devin Jackson. Before we hear from Devin, I just want to remind everyone that today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar, except they're far better for you. I uh, was uh, splitting one the other day, you know, didn't really feel like a full one. Uh, They're limited edition uh, dark chocolate cookie dough flavored, absolutely delicious, 130 calories, uh, 17 grams of protein, 6 grams of sugar, just fantastic. And we want to give back to you. You can use the promo code BIGSHOTS, all one word, to get 10% off your next order. Devin, how you doing today, man? Pretty good, pretty good, man. Uh, so you still nailed the, the promo? I may not be feeling well, but I'll tell you what, I'm going to still nail that every time. <laughs> yeah, man, for sure. But yeah, I'm every, I see like, I feel like every Monday the excitement kind of grows for me. You know, we got the senior bowl at the end of this month, uh, which should be exciting. Man, I'm really ready for that. I feel like even compared to last year, it was so, I'm like 10 times even more ready to, you know, cover all the players and got a pretty much a basis on a lot of the, a lot of the players that are attending, you know, with, some exceptions. There's a few guys I had I really didn't know too much about, like uh, the Cincinnati offensive linemen, some other guys. But generally, I'm excited, man. Uh, you know, Ray talks some ball. We got the national championship tonight. Uh, it will be a rare Monday release of this podcast, so uh, things are looking up, man. Yeah, absolutely. We're d- we're doing kind of a quicker show today. Um, like we said, we want to get out of here so that Devin's got enough time to edit this and get this out before game day. Because recording on the day of the national championship, not exactly the most uh, fun day, especially when you normally release on a Tuesday. Because then everything you say is going to be outdated. So probably dr- hearing this around like 2, 3 in the afternoon, something like that. A couple hours till game day. Um, you know, also... As you can probably tell, my voice is kind of coming and going today, so probably not going to be able to, to talk for too long. But we got a, a decent show planned for you guys. We got, uh, you know, we're going to talk about some of the matchups in tonight's game. We're going to talk about um, some prospects that we watched over uh, the weekend because you and I both uh, have been grinding some tape. I've been grinding a lot of tape lately out of pure boredom. Um, yeah, without having a lot to do right now um, and being kind of stuck at home. Leaves me a lot of time to watch film, and I think the other day I got like eight players done in a day, which was just madness. So, Devin, where do you want to go first? You want to talk about tonight's game, or do you want to talk about the prospects? Uh, why don't we do prospects first, save for tonight's games later in the show? Uh, for me, uh, like I told you a couple weeks ago, I was going to try and get into the safety and corner class, and I've really dove into the safety class, uh, obviously. I got 17 uh, at the position, so. Right now, I probably have watched seven of those guys uh, for right now. Um, and my ro- most recent ones, uh, James Wiggins from Cincinnati. Uh, he's probably going to be in in the box type of guy. You know, he's okay in coverage, but he's not someone that you want to leave single high. I think that, you know, he's uh, done a really nice job this season just um, being able to Come back from his injury. He spent all 2019 uh, out with an uh, with an injury, and he's come back and he's played really well. Uh, he played really well this season. He dealt with some injuries uh, towards the end of the season as well, 
missed some of the uh, AAC championship as well as the bowl game against Georgia. Probably would have done well for his tape to to play against Georgia. But uh, overall, I came away pretty impressed with him. Uh, I think he's he's probably uh, a third, mid third, late third round prospect for me. I think that you know he has some upside and, and someone you can play on special teams as well. Um, but there are some limitations. Like I said, he's not exactly uh, the best cover guy. And then when he is single high, he, he has a bit of a slower reaction, getting over the top, making plays on the ball and on those uh, go routes on the outside. So I think he's uh, mainly a in the box guy. He's, he's an enforcer, a uh, run stopper, uh, someone I, I was definitely impressed with and someone that can make himself a lot of money, especially in those one on ones. Uh, in Mobile. So I, I look forward to him because he, he did a pretty nice job covering tight ends uh, for the most part. So that'll definitely be something to watch out for when he goes down to Mobile. But uh, that's just one of the guys I, I was able to watch uh, last week. And, and over the weekend, I, I spent some time uh, with the safety and tight end class as well. Uh, Quentin Moritz is someone I've been watching uh, pretty closely. Uh, I know opinions vary on him. Uh, pretty much across the board, but I like what I see from him. I think there's some potential there. Uh, I'm probably going to try and do some sort of breakdown this week or next week before we head, before, not not before we head down to Mobile, but before we uh, get to watch some things. Before down we virtually head down to Mobile. Yeah, basically. Uh, I might, man, I might, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to that for sure. But that, that's kind of who I've been watching uh, kind of all over the place, uh, kind of with who I'm watching, but definitely getting some, some guys done and, you know, getting those games in because it, it's, it's, it's getting crunch time now. So I watched, you mentioned the safety class, Missouri has a pair of safeties, one that's talked about a lot, one that's not talked about a lot. Uh, I decided, you know, I, I had started on them and there just wasn't a lot of game film on them and now... Found some all twenty-two for uh, for Missouri. Got a chance to watch Tyree Gillespie and Joshua Bledsoe. I'll tell you, Bledsoe is exactly what I thought he was going to be. Limited athlete. He's he's the one that got more attention um, over the summer from the Senior Bowl. He kind of disappointed. Didn't really uh, do a whole lot for me on tape. Didn't really stand out as a great athlete. Not that great in coverage. Kind of a run support at best type of guy. Probably future at the next level as a special team or someone you could probably get in that you know late stages of the draft or in the UDFA route, but I'll tell you, man, Tyree Gillespie, as soon as I saw you were watching safeties, I told you to watch this guy. Uh, man, he, his tracking speed is ridiculous. There's a play against Alabama, and I was, uh, I think it was a, a reverse to Jalen Waddle, and he yep. comes from 20, yard, 20 yards um, uh, off the line of scrimmage, and the, basically the opposite side of the field, and tracks him down for like, what was it a two yard gain or something like that? It was just nuts. He just assumed, he he read it the whole way, knew it was going to waddle, just see ball, get ball, makes a great tackle, solid you know tackler. Um, he's pretty so he he doesn't I don't think he he had an interception in any of the games I watched. Um, I don't think he has any for his career, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe. Hang on. This is going to drive me nuts. You know me. Uh, but yeah, Tyree Gillespie, solid in, in coverage, really good against the run. I think he can kind of do both. He, You don't want him to be your, your single high safety, but he has the ability to do so if called upon. 
he's definitely kind of that hybrid safety. He's a little bit, you know, in coverage, a little bit, you know, in the box, can kind of do it all. I think he's also, you know, uh, when he gets started in the NFL, he's going to provide some uh, some special teams ability as well. So definitely a name to watch out for. He came in for me. Uh, let me just see. I believe I graded him early day three. Uh, Gillespie, 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 Gillespie. This is great radios. I can't find them. Yeah, early day three. So he's in the same kind of range as guys like Hamza Nazarildin or Darius Washington. Someone that you'll probably get either like those comp picks at the end of day two or just very beginning of day three. Really, really like what I came away uh, with with him. Uh, just solid, solid player on every level. Yeah, what were your, I'm, what were your I'm, takeaways with him? I was gonna say I think I'm a little bit higher on him than you. I think uh, he does. I think. Because of how deficient Missouri's defense was, he had to cover up a lot of their issues. Because, uh, for instance, like outside corner, uh, that was those those, co- those corners. You know, t- they took a lot of chances, so they left him pretty much with opportunities to to make plays in the back end. But like you said, I pretty much agree with everything you said um, in, in terms of being able to uh, track the ball. He's a very cerebral player. He can t- you can tell that he watches a ton of film. Uh, he anticipates route combinations. Uh, one play against Kyle Pitts, he he wasn't even paying attention at the snap, but he still was able to make a play on the ball uh, on the out route. And of course, the the pass wasn't exactly the greatest pass in the world. Didn't have a lot of zip, but he was able to to read and react, click and close. So I, I'm a little bit higher on him. I think he's going to be an, an early third round um, uh, selection. I think teams cover what he brings to the table. Uh, he can come down and, you know, dislodge the ball on, on those slants and whatnot. Had a big hit against Devontae Smith, um, you know, that was early in the game, kind of, you know, gave them some life, some juice. But I think overall he's a solid tackler. Um, someone really, I think really depends on the scheme fit. He may be kind of a, like safety, you know, kind of slot corner, maybe hybrid, depending on what system he's in. But uh, in general, I came way impressed with them. I think really once you get past the top from the top, you know, top guys, there's really not too many top safeties, you know, that's going to go too early. I, obviously, uh, Merrick is, is going to be probably the top safety for most people. But uh, I think Andre Cisco is probably up there as well, uh, just based on his ball production. But uh, a lot of these other guys, you know, they got some deficiencies. So, you know, I, I'm just impressed with what he's done. I like this tape. Um, and he's definitely someone to keep an eye out for and someone that can make a lot of money down in Mobile. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, once I was done watching the two Missouri um, safeties, I decided to, to kick over a little bit to watch the uh, corner class. A couple of guys that have, that have declared recently. Uh, so I came away, I watched, uh, the kid out of Syracuse, uh, the younger brother of Obi Melifonwu. This is, uh, Afitu Melifonwu. He's listed at a, as a safety according to some sites. He played <clears throat> boundary corner. He's 6'3", 195. I'll tell you. So I watched, um, the Clemson game. I watched North Carolina. And I watched Liberty. And I'll tell you, man, the North Carolina game and the cleansing game, he was phenomenal in them. They had a matchup against Deami Brown and Cornell Powell. 
Those are some, those are not easy matchups. Cornell Powell, of course, um, you know, had a great game against Notre Dame. That was kind of his breakout game. Uh, he couldn't do anything on, on Melifon. Uh, he's, he's lean. Like, he kind of looks a little bit like, um, um, Kevin King did coming out of college at, at Washington a couple years ago. So again, tall, lanky, long arms. I have him grouped with Israel Mukwamu uh, from South Carolina. They're very similar body types, although Mukwamu is a little bit thicker because he's like 208, 210, whereas uh, Melifon went the same height as about 15, 20 pounds uh, you know, lighter. But that same style of corner, I just think he's a better athlete than Mukwamu. Um, listen, you know me. I like this corner class. I think that there are some guys that are going to rise throughout the, the process, uh, like a Rodarius Williams. Don't be surprised if with a good showing... I think Rodarius Williams is coming back for another season. Is he? If I'm not mistaken. If I'm not mistaken. No, he declared no. This is going to drive me nuts. I think he, I'm pretty sure I saw something the other day that said he's coming back. I could Uh, be wrong, though. I could be wrong. I I don't want to. Where he heard he was. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I was wrong. wrong. Who were you thinking of? Somebody just came back that it was. I can't remember who it was. I thought it was him, but... Anyway, yeah, oh. so like Rodarius Williams could rise. Greg Newsom could rise. I think that uh, Melifonwu has a chance to as well if he impresses through the uh, the pre-draft process. Uh, the other one I watched was the SEC's leader in interceptions this year, Kelvin Joseph from Kentucky, uh, former LSU uh, commit. I think he played his freshman year at LSU, transferred to Kentucky, so he sat out last year. First year and only year with the Wildcats this year. Four interceptions. Uh, I mean, the Mississippi State game is phenomenal because he just... <laughs> when you watch that game, it's not just Joseph that's intercepting A.J. Costello. It's everyone. Like, I think they're, they got a pass rusher that got an interception as well that was, like, 275 pounds and, like, took it to the house. Uh, it was it was quite a fun game to watch. Um, Tennessee, he got a pick six. Uh, and then I believe about three plays later, there was another, uh, interception for Kentucky. Like, Kentucky had some ball hawks this year. Uh, but Joseph, um, you know, his, his big thing is gonna be, uh, just how long he's been doing this. And, um, you know, one year production really, cause he was kind of buried at, at LSU. One, one year wonder, maybe was it the right decision to come out? I don't know. Uh, right now I have him kind of in that, you know, solid day three camp. He's, he's in around, uh, you know, uh, Cam Bynum. I think I have him as like a kind of mid, mid fourth rounder. I think that's kind of fair for someone that's one year of production. Uh, and again, the quarterbacks he was intercepting, KJ Costello, Jared Garantano. We're not talking great quarterbacks. And then the other corner I watched, uh, I did not think that he was going to be as good in run support as he is. Keith Taylor from Washington, again, 6'3", 180, I think. Uh, That typical Washington, tall, lanky corner. He's the run support guy. Like, um, Elijah Molden is the more traditional uh, nickel in that he's smaller, can come up and make the tackle. But Keith Taylor, fantastic, you know, in coverage. Really good. I just don't think he's that great of an athlete. I think he's someone you're probably going to get in, like, round five. 
Yeah, I haven't gotten a chance to look at some of those guys, but Kelvin Joseph was definitely on a watch list for me. Uh, someone that, and I looked at a lot of Kentucky's corners. I was surprised that, you know, he was kind of one of those guys that, you know, kind of broke out a little bit. Um, I know that I remember that he was a LSU, uh, transfer, a former, uh, LSU player. Cause there was like a whole thing on Twitter when he transferred and it was a whole thing. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad to hear that he turned out a pretty good season. Got to take a look at him as well. Uh, I, I took a look at a little bit of Greg Newsom's, uh, film as well from this year. Uh, he looked really good in both the Ohio State and the Wisconsin games this year. Uh, two of the bigger opponents in the Big Ten. Uh, had to, obviously had the interception against Wisconsin. But there were some plays against Ohio State that he made that, you know, kind of flew under the radar. Uh, and he only played really the first quarter of that game before he went out of the game with an injury. But uh, there was a play he made. Uh, I, I think he, I think Justin Fields was trying to scramble out of the pocket. You know, he was going all over the place. And then, you know, Newsom was able to get the pass breakup despite uh, him buying time. So Newsom is one of those guys I think he has a chance to be a really good corner. Uh, he has really nice tools and technically is just so sound and, and so fundamental. Uh, everything he does from kind of a, a footwork perspective and just being able to click and close, I think his probably his click and close ability may be one of the best in, uh, the draft, to be honest. Uh, his, there was a play I saw in 2019 where basically he was able to break out on the out route, just do one, he took one step and basically made a step on the ball, uh, a play on the ball. So, He's one of those guys that I think is technically sound. Uh, he's like, to me, he's like uh, just a little bit bigger version of Cam Bynum and a little bit faster. You know, Cam Bynum is basically all technique, everything like that. Doesn't necessarily have the top end speed, but uh, those guys are kind of similar, which is why I like both of those guys uh, compared to some of the other guys are, are, are pretty raw and, and just rely on athletic ability, especially at the corner position. Uh, so I got to watch Newsom as well. I was really impressed. I watched my Jay Sanders before he declared and, and decided to come back for another season. And I was getting ready to drop a whole article, everything on him. But then he was like, oh, I'm coming back. So uh, that was kind of disappointing but because I spent probably like an hour watching him, just four games. Uh, and was about to do an evaluation, a full uh, full time evaluation. But he decided to come back. But. Yeah, I've been I've been heavy on the Cincinnati guys. You know how much I love Ahmad Gardner. Um, watch him in passing because he just made plays on film. I'm watching James Wiggins and MyJ Sanders, and he's making plays all over the place. So I love Cincinnati's defense. It's probably the fit my favorite defense to watch this season. But yeah, man, that's that's kind of what I've been kind of watching over the last week or so. Definitely, definitely. Uh, trying to see if there's anyone else. I watched uh, a couple of wide receivers as well. I watched um, Cornell Powell from Clemson. Came away impressed again. One year of production in four years there. This was his year. Going to be a big uh, name down in the Senior Bowl. Someone I really hope I'm able to, to get an interview with. Uh, Reggie Roberson from SMU. I think that that's another one. This was one of your guys. That injury, though. That was a scary injury. Non-contact. It just, oh man. But I watched the Memphis game. He cooked T.J. Carter, who's seen as a pretty good corner in this class. He just left him in his dust on a route. Um, those guys kind of come come in in that like round four, round five uh, range. Josh Imator Bebe out of Illinois, just a 
I, I tweeted out, throw it up and just let him go get it because he's got like a nine foot vertical, which just shouldn't be humanly possible. But yeah, not the greatest route runner. Doesn't exactly uh, you know create a ton of separation. He, he creates enough separation, but definitely he's going to succeed at the next level as a jump ball specialist. Uh, trying to see if there's anyone else that I watched that we haven't covered yet. Jeez. Uh, I don't think so. I think I covered everyone I watched. What about you? Yeah, so uh, I'm trying not to butcher this name because what, we know once, at least the UCLA defense alignment. Let me, let me try first before... I know how before. it's said because I remember his brothers, so... Oh boy! Ah uh, man, they didn't even. I can't even wait for you to try to get the the Clemson quarterback in a couple of years. <laughs> All right. Uh, how do I say this? So is Osa? I don't even want to do it. Do you want me to do it for you? Yeah. It's Osa yeah. Odigizua. See, I don't even. That's what I was. Th- All right, Odigizua. <laughs> yes. That's who I, I watched him as well. Uh, he's someone that I kind of took note down, especially after the the Cal UCLA game. I'm sorry to bring that game up, um, but he he feasted I'm just on Cal's. At right now. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not happy about that game being brought up. Okay, so Odigizua, he is not exactly the ideal size to be like a one or three tech, but he's, he's not the really, ideal size. To be, yeah, he's be not a, really. Yeah. Fast enough to be an edge. So he's one of those tweener guys, which makes it even the more interesting. But he wrecked Oregon's game plan. Uh, he was like in the backfield all game long. And there, I, I highlighted a couple plays, uh, also earlier this week. I really like him. I don't know where he fits though. That's my only thing. I don't know where he's going to fit at the next level because, like I said, he's not big enough to play in the interior, but he's also not quick enough. So I don't know if they're going to bring him in on sub packages or, or play him kind of sparingly or he just needs to get his weight up. I don't know what they're going to do with him, but I think he has a lot of potential uh, to be one of those rotational guys, a contributor. But they just got to figure out how they're going to use him, because, like I said, he's not big enough to play in that interior. Yeah, he's he's an odd eval. Um, he's like... <laughs> uh, it's like uh, Dio, uh, how do you say his name? The Vanderbilt kid. Uh, 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 Odiengbo? Odiengbo, yeah. Uh, they're like similar. You just but love Odi- saying the, picking, picking I, out these names I, that you can't I say. Don't, I don't know, man. I like these guys that I can't pronounce their names. Uh, I, I, I got to do better. But uh, he as well, he's more of a lengthier guy. He's a little bit smaller, but they both use their hands really well. Um I, I just came away impressed with both of their films, but I think you know it's going to be interesting to see what what they do. Uh, I don't I don't know if either of them are going to the Senior Bowl. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think at least one of them is. Uh, as I check the roster, as we're just chilling here, uh, let's see. We're gonna check it out and see. Ye- no. Uh, yes. Odigizu- Odigizua is going to be at the Senior Bowl. So. Yeah. 
That that that's gonna be. I, I can't wait. Oh, and to get that Odi Yingbo as well. Oh so. yes, we need to get you those interviews, man. Listen, uh, it's gonna be pain, man. But I really, I really want to. Yeah, I really want to yeah, uh, interview Osa though. I think that's gonna be an interesting interview um, because. You know, I I gotta dig some more into his past, but talk you know talk about his brother playing in the NFL because I believe he played for the Giants, right? Yeah, for like two years, and then yeah, we didn't hear from him again. Um, yeah. But ask him about that, and then I don't I don't know. The thing is, like, I'm worried that some of these guys may get more buzz than I'm thinking. You know, so I don't know, man. Nah, man. I learned from last year. You got to go with the under the radar guys. I couldn't get yeah. anywhere near Kinlaw or, or, or Justin Herbert. But I, like, hey, I'll, I'll interview the shit out of out of Sean McEwen standing there at six <laughs> foot eight with no Listen, one willing to come talk to him. I felt I'm so talking. I'm talking to Quentin Morris for sure. Uh, Odigizua. Okay, uh, Odigimbo. I'm I'm letting we, you know we, now. We got way off the rails, but I might as well tell the story on here. So last year when I was down at the Senior Bowl again. Everybody was talking to guys like Claypool because he was at Notre Dame. Everybody was sh- – no one knew that Claypool had what he had in him at the start of this year when we were down in Mobile. Um, but, like, everybody's talking to, like, Rodrigo Blank and shit because, you know, he's a kicker. And, like, why not interview a kicker? Javon Kinlaw, everybody fell in love with. Everybody wanted to interview him. And then there were some guys that, like, no one was, was really interested in talking to. Sean McEwen was one. He was a great interview. Nick Harris was another. He was another fantastic interview. The best interview that I had, though, in terms of circumstance was Colin Johnson. Because Colin Johnson had no interest in saying anything to anybody, really. He, he did not want to be at Media Day. He was kind of off by himself. We're 20 minutes into Media Day, and he's already telling me I'm the last interview he's going to do for the day. And, and Colin Johnson, when he tells you that, uh, he's not kidding. He's a... He may be a receiver. He might be the most physically imposing receiver I've ever seen in person because I'm six foot two and he made me look small. He was legit six, six and a half, just towered over me. I had to actually look up to interview him. It was kind of, it was kind of sad. Uh, but yeah, that was kind of, you know, it's a shame we don't get that experience. We got to, I think we're, they're saying we have to call in this year. Anyways, any other prospects that you want to go over before we talk about tonight's game? Um, not at the moment. I'm trying to look through the senior balls guys real quick because I've been trying to catch up on them. Uh, but there's really no one else at the moment, at least that, um, that I'm currently watching. Once I finish up Quentin Morris, then, uh, I'm probably going to try to move to some offensive alignment as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, Ooh, they got they got a lot of under the radar prospects this this year. I think you know we spent a lot of time I think on Twitter in general uh, with some of those top guys and obviously the quarterback class and whatnot. But there's a ton of guys, a ton of group of five guys too that people are starting to discover, and it, you know it's, it's definitely intriguing you know to, to see that. But I want to go back and uh, watch She Smith. Uh, as well from South Carolina and some other people, but trying to get a baseline for the senior bowl. But yeah, man, uh, definitely is, is definitely a tape grind this season. For sure. All right. Let's cut to the chase. We got national title tonight. We got number four, three, three 
Ohio State. I don't remember how they rank these fucking yeah. teams. Number three, Ohio State taking on number one, Alabama. That would make sense because I'll, yeah, good job, Mike. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, we got, uh, one versus three. It'd be kind of unfair to kind of go through all of the, all of the prospects on each team because there's probably 25 playing tonight. So yeah, there's a lot, but obviously let's start at th- quarterback. You got Kyle Trask. You got Justin Fields. Kyle Trask. Did I say Cal Trask? Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> Mac Jones, folks. That's, he meant Mac Jones. That's the white guy I meant to say. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, you can tell, you can tell my, my mind is not exactly as sharp as it normally is. Uh, Mac Jones. Uh, who? Mac Jones. Who? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, uh, I, uh, I just know it's funny because I know people have used that too, so <laughs> it makes it worse. I know Alabama fans have used that, and they don't even—they didn't even listen to Mike Jones back in the day. But go ahead. Anyways, now. anyways, so right now that's a matchup for me between my QB two and my QB six. You can kind of guess which one's which, and if you guess wrong, I'm not. I confident. mean. I don't know, actually, that you might want to clarify, because some people really don't know, man. <laughs> some people if really Mac don't Jones know. Jones is your QB, too. There's a problem. Um, sorry. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, Mac Jones, again, we, we kind of know what he is. He's got a decent deep ball, not a great arm. Uh, you know, I think he's going to be someone that you can develop into a starter. I don't think he's someone you want to start right away, which also means I don't think he should be taken anywhere near round one. I'm talking round three for him. Uh, Justin Fields. Listen, he's had two bad games in his entire college career, and some people just need to chill the fuck out. Um, yeah, he's had like two bad games. I don't, I, uh, that's fine. He's thrown like six career interceptions or something like that. Um, he'll be okay. He'll be okay at the next level. Uh, the running backs of this one. Listen, I don't think Master Teague's going to declare, but I think Trey Sermon certainly will. And he has made himself some money in the most important games. Uh, school record in rushing yards in the conference championship game. I believe he broke 200 against Clemson, no? Uh, you got close, I believe. Yeah, uh, he's averaging something ridiculous, like 250 yards a game over his last two. Don't think he's going to be able to pull that off against Alabama because they got a pretty good run defense. Where the money's going to be made for uh, Ohio State is that wide receiver, Chris Olave. He's going to be Chris getting Olave against Sertain. Oh, yeah. And if you want to flip that, Sean Wade wants Jalen Waddle. Or not Jalen Waddle. God damn it, that's twice I've done that. I hope, I hope he doesn't want Jalen Waddle. Well, Jalen, I don't know if Jalen Waddle's going to play. He's not. Yeah. If he wants Jalen Waddle, that's great. That just means you sit out for the game. He wants Devontae Smith. Jesus. I mean, maybe Sean Wade, halfway into the game, he's going to wish he was guarding Jalen Waddle. Yeah, probably. Shadowing uh, him on the sideline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, I apologize. I'm usually much sharper than this, but uh, today just kind of off my game a bit. Um yeah, he wants Devontae Smith. I don't see that ending very well. Uh, I don't see that ending very well at all. See, on the flip side, he could play the best game of his career. So 
that's this is the range. He could get embarrassed and have an AJ Terrell type game, or he could have the best game of his career. There, it's a big gap, but. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Look, man. We're moving on. Um, yeah. So obviously the receiver. DB you take matches. the next couple of guys, so I don't mess up yeah. anyone else. So what I'm most uh, looking forward to, I want to see Wyatt Davis and uh, what's his name? Is it? Why can't I think of his name? The center, Josh Myers. Josh Myers. Josh Myers and Wyatt Davis. I want to see Chris how Chris Myers, I believe, is, is a sideline reporter for Fox, so yeah. I don't feel so bad. I, I don't. <laughs> I, I just had a blank. But Josh Myers and Wyatt Davis, I want to see how they do against Christian Barmore. I think that's going to be – that could really swing the game either way, in my opinion. Because if Justin Fields has time, he's going to tear up Alabama's DBs. It, it's just going to happen. Because Garrett Wilson is on the other side. And look, Alabama has some good DBs, but you're not going to be able to stop both Wilson and Olave when one of your top corners is a guard in one of them. Because if, shoot, I mean, depending on the game and how it goes. Because Josh Joe has not been good this year for Alabama. I mean, depending on how the game goes, we might see uh, Sertan go and guard Wilson. You know, depending on what happens, especially if Wilson gets going early. So I think those are going to be kind of the top matchups. And then obviously on the flip side, uh, Alabama's offensive line, uh, they got to be able to handle, handle Jonathan Cooper, uh, Tyreek Smith, some of those guys on, on Ohio State's defensive line that are pretty good. Uh, Haskell Garrett as well. That's a, that's a big name, uh, that uh, has really Tom made himself. I, the other defensive tackle as well. So. Ohio State has an underrated defensive line, which is crazy to say, but not a lot of people are talking about that. But my big my big issue is going to be Najee Harris against the Ohio State linebackers. That that right there might decide the game because Najee is good out of the backfield. We know the Ohio State's linebackers have had some issues, but Baron Brownie has to play one of his best games of the season of, of his career, maybe. Uh, Pete Warner as well. They both have to play really well. Uh, to stop this Alabama offensive attack because if they're not able to stop the run or, or stop Najee Harris out of the backfield, then it's just going to lead to Devontae Smith touchdowns. Yeah, for sure. And again, I want to see how they, how they stop the, uh, the run game with Najee Harris. Uh, geez, man, this is going to be, an, this is going to be a lot of scoring in this one. I don't think there's going to be a lot of defense. Um, yeah, this, this should be a fantastic game. I think that we could be seeing, 40 burgers on each side. I think both defenses are good. I just don't know if they're good enough to stop the opposing offenses. Um, I think also it kind of comes down to coaching a bit, too. Saban's been here more often than not at Alabama. Ryan Day, I believe this is his first time in the national title game, correct? It is, yep. Yeah. They haven't made it since uh, the first year. Been, uh... Do you want to pick the game? Yeah. Um... I'm picking Ohio State. Yeah, score? 45-42. I'm going to disagree with you on that one, Chief. I want there to be stakes on uh, this one. That's probably why. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with Alabama on this one. I'm going to say no in college football is going to be some fucked up score. Uh, so I want to be right. So I'll say Alabama wins 47 to. Uh, 42. Go five point game. 
And I'm going to say that Najee Harris gets three touchdowns. I got Olave getting two. Uh, Justin Fields, five total. All right. <laughs> I don't know why I called that exact shot or not, but <laughs> I, just, I just, I just, I don't know. I had a feeling that he was just going to score five total touchdowns, which brings me to a point uh, that is completely unrelated. But yesterday, uh, it w- there was two times yesterday that I predicted the outcome of a game before it happened. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Um, so yesterday it's like Tennessee is driving on Baltimore and they go to a two minute warning break. I'm watching the game with Haley and I turn to her. I'm like, the Ravens just need to go ahead and intercept the, intercept the pass and end and, and the game. And then a couple minutes later it happened. So I was like, okay, fine. And then last night before the Steelers game, uh, my friend, uh, from work, uh, Jordan, he texted me and told me that, you know, Big Ben is going to throw three touchdowns. I was like, you mean three interceptions. And then he went ahead and threw three interceptions in the first quarter. So, Yeah, that, those games were, were, were quite the clusterfuck. There's a reason we didn't really want to mention them on the game. Yeah, uh, it was – it was yeah. We're not even going to talk about the Saints game because that's pretty irrelevant at this point. It, I, I just want to forget that whole experience from watching the game on uh, Nickelodeon. Did you actually – Painfully, yes. Was it every bit as bad as I thought it would be? Yes, it was. But Nate Burleson was fantastic. Oh, they had Nate on commentary? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. He was fantastic. Uh, But anything after that, man, just no. Yeah. And it just made it worse that Mitch won the MVP. NVP, not M, NVP. That seems like the perfect (laughs) thing to end this show on. As no, no. Or or we could we could end the show on uh, Jim Harbaugh getting an extension. So that's gonna do it for today, guys. As <laughs> always, you can find me on Twitter at Mike H underscore Draft. You can find Devin on Twitter at Real D underscore Jackson. You can follow the show on Twitter at Big Shots Pod. Follow our work at Blue Chip Scouting. Again, use promo code BIGSHOTS, all one word, to get 10% off your next order at Built Bar. We will see you later this week. we got a special guest coming on the podcast. Looking real forward to it. So until then, guys, take care.